2: It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us as we get started on this Monday morning, the 15th morning of the fourth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And this is a day indeed for so many reasons. For some, well, it's tax day. you got to get them filed by midnight tonight. For others, it's Mueller Report Day because AG Barr said he'll release the Mueller Report probably on the 15th. For us, it is discount drug mart day. That's right. April 15th, 1969. Literally 50 years ago to this very day, the first Discount Drug Mart store was opened in Ohio, and it was opened right where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting in that original store on the North Abbey Road location of Discount Drug Mart in Illyria, which just happens to be my hometown. So I'm broadcasting. Almost from my backyard here, which is just phenomenal. 50 years, and there's a great, uh, great celebration going to be held here today. Come on by after 11 o'clock. They're going to be giving free hot dogs out. They're going to be, uh, we're registering, by the way, uh, you for an opportunity if you stop in to win a couple of great books. The Briefing by Sean Spicer and Why We Fight by Sebastian Gorka. Just come on by the Cosmetics counter where I am and register to win one of those great books. We're also giving away free copies of Michael Medved's latest book as well. Uh, and uh, there's just there's also a lot of other really interesting things going on here at Drug Mart today that I'm not at liberty to say right now but I can promise you this if you come in you won't be disappointed so uh, thanks so much for joining us we are so happy to be on location thanks to Dave Betosh and all of the great people at Discount Drug Mart for letting us celebrate with them and by the way this is also the launching of uh, a great business partnership and relationship with Drug Mart. They're a new sponsor of our program here on AM 1420, The Answer, and I'm very, very excited about that. All right, uh, so here's what we've got going. We have a busy show coming up in about a half an hour, a little bit more than that. We're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan uh, in the uh, second hour of the program at 10.05. We're going to talk to Dave Ray of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And joining us right now is one of my very favorite people to talk to. She is simply brilliant. She is the Vice President for Research and Analysis at the Center for Security Policy. Claire Lopez on AM 1420, The Answer. Claire, good morning. How are you?
3: Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me.
2: It is a pleasure to have you and I really want to thank you for coming on on short notice. I had another guest scheduled who informed me about a half an hour ago that they had a schedule conflict and I said I need somebody to discuss Representative Ilhan Omar and the ongoing controversy over her 9/11 remarks and President Trump's response to that and of course your name is first and foremost on my mind when we come to these kinds of issues. Uh Claire Lopez is uh, is an absolute expert on the Middle East, on Middle East history, on uh, uh the the warring factions of the Middle East and uh and- of uh, uh, radical and extremist Islam as well. And, uh, Claire, let's go to that word, uh, extremist. Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota is quickly becoming a polarizing figure uh, and really has been one since even before her arrival on Capitol Hill. She's made many statements that are regarded as uh, anti-Semitic. She has been anti-Israel. And uh, last week it was a little bit over the top when some of her comments were discovered uh, at a a CARE Los Angeles meeting last month in which she described what happened on 9-11 as being Quote, some people did something, taking no accountability or responsibility for it with respect to her faith, religion, acknowledgement of who and why. Uh, President Trump has responded by retweeting or tweeting a video, uh, which kind of uh, recaptures the horror of that day and intersperses it with her comments, which many are saying is an incitement to violence, many on the American left, I should point out, an incitement to violence against uh, Representative Omar. I want to give you wide latitude here to kind of uh, 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 t- give us your reaction to all of that, Claire.
3: Well, I, I certainly saw the uh, the comments uh, by Ilhan Omar. Uh, I saw the president's tweet back in response. And, and the first thing to understand is that yes this is way over the top um but there's nothing extremist or radical about ilhan omar she is simply a devout and a faithful muslim who follows the commandments of her faith and she tries to emulate the life of the founder of her faith muhammad now if a christian did that obeyed the the ten commandments tried to do the best they could emulated the life of Jesus Christ, would we call that person a radicalist, extremist, Christianist? Of course not. We would call them a devout and a faithful Christian. Well, that is what Ilhan Omar is. She is Sharia adherent, uh, and once you understand what Sharia commands of every Muslim, uh, the obligations on every Muslim to support jihad, that is a commandment of the faith. She is doing that. She's a faithful Muslim. We mustn't call her extremist because she's faithful. Now, the comments about 9-11, of course, were horrific. Um, and take, first of all, the venue in which they were spoken, which was a conference, uh, as you said, out in California, Woodland Hills, right. uh, where Ilhan Omar um, appeared um, at this uh, care event. Now, let's understand... First of all, who and what CARE is? CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations, um, is the U.S. branch of Hamas. Hamas, a foreign terrorist organization li- uh, on the foreign terrorist organization list, uh, is the Palestinian branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood, of course, a jihadist organization formed in Egypt in 1928. When CARE was formed, by the way, 1994, not post 9 11, 1994.
1: It That's was big. formed
3: here in America no, th- by the top leadership of Hamas in the U.S. at the time, uh, of whom uh, Ndihad Awad, one of the three, uh, currently and still, since that time, uh, is the uh, executive director of CARE. Um, CARE exists not to be a civil liberties organization or any of that other claptrap you may hear. Uh, CARE is the U.S. branch of Hamas. Plain and simple. It represents the Muslim Brotherhood. It is the top leadership organization in something called the U.S. CMO, United States Council of Muslim Organizations, a kind of an umbrella group, a political organization, uh, founded basically by the Turkish, uh, Justice and Development Party of Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. To be uh, the U.S. Um, branch of the Turkish Muslim Brotherhood (AK) party. So let's let's stop there, and um, maybe that'll get us started.
2: That's a, that's very very important information. Why do you think Claire Lopez? that representative ilmar uh said what she said when she declared that uh, care was born after 9-11 as a response to attacks or um the treatment of 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 muslims in america as second-class citizens why do you think she told that
3: you know i really don't know if she truly does not know that care was formed in 1994 or if she was just plain old lying i i really don't know um But the fact, of course, is that all of us know CARE was formed in 1994, and it was not formed in any response, obviously, to the attacks of 9-11, which were committed not by some people doing something. Those attacks were perpetrated uh, by Iran, Hezbollah, yes, Saudi Arabia, uh, working in collaboration with al-Qaeda and Mm -hmm. the Taliban. And the purpose was to incite... um, Muslims around the world to rise up um, and uh, get back to the business of jihad. And that's exactly what happened.
2: Claire, some people have suggested that when she said some people, um, it was not only uh, not wanting to acknowledge who it was that we know, uh, but that it was a suggestion that it might not have been Islamic related at all, that it might have been the you know, this might have been something that was uh, uh, fronted by some sort of Jewish uh, coordination or collaboration or or, you know, the Bush and Cheney theory, uh, all of these different things. Is she suggesting that she just does not even believe that it was an Islamic terror attack uh, when she says some people did some things? Well,
3: we we don't know for sure, of course, because she wasn't any more clear than that. Um, But all of these ridiculous uh, conspiracy theories about the Bush administration, uh, Israel, the Mossad, are out there. Um, We know that. Um, But, you know, we also know that uh, within the Islamic faith, uh, it is called slander, a potentially capital punishment crime, to speak ill or to give offense to another Muslim. That is a doctrine of the faith. And so to actually speak truth that, yes, it was faithful, devout Muslims, um, you know, al-Qaeda, as we said, Taliban, Iran, al uh, Hezbollah, who coordinated those attacks on 9-11, would be perhaps to give offense to Islam. And that would be considered slander, possibly a... A uh, capital crime within Islam. So we are speculating here, and we do not really know what she meant by that comment, except to say that she did not want to speak the full truth about what we all know now um, was behind, you know, the 9-11 attacks.
2: Claire Lopez is our guest. She is the vice president for uh, research and analysis at the Center for Security Policy. She is an expert on the Middle East, Middle East history, Middle East terrorism, Islamic terrorism, and so on. And we're talking about Representative Ilan Omar and her very strange polarizing comments on 9-11 uh, that were just uh, exposed last week but that were delivered back uh, to a CARE audience in March. Claire um talk to me about the reaction now she and others particularly in the Democrat Party say anybody who criticizes representative Omar on this matter or representative Rashida Tlaib, who has defended her uh, who of course is the other of the second you know the second of the two uh first two Muslim uh, women elected to Congress that if you criticize those remarks you're doing so because they are women of color and because they are progressives and because you are an islamophobe how do how do you respond to that and then how do you characterize President Trump's actions here as he did the, he pinned to his Twitter account uh, as I described before that short video uh, kind of uh, uh, reliving the 9-11 terror attacks interspersed with her comments
3: right well I mean it, you know the, the, the whole thing is absurd um, you know when, when, when we remember what happened on 9-11 and who did that to us as the president has done we will never forget that's not about any race. I mean, remind me again, what race is Islam? I forget. And if you're going to look at the two Muslim congresswomen, um, Rashida Tlaib, uh, is not of the same race as Ilhan Omar, uh, who is Somali. They're quite different races of people. So there's no commonality
2: but that, there. But that's why they, they lump them, the commonality in their world is women of color. You know, they're being chosen well, I mean, they for look, criticism because yeah, of that. I, mean, I know, they, I, know they, I understand that. But that's color. what they're Legal. doing, and that's why it's, this is so kind of important. Yeah, I, it's I, I very agree. very
3: silly. Um, and so uh, I, I think the president, um, I think his response um, was absolutely spot on, brilliant, um, patriotic. Uh, he recalled to all of us, what happened that day, who did it, why they did it. And, yes, we will never forget. Um, I would like to see the president at some point in this administration um, frankly call out Iran and Hezbollah for their role in the 9-11 attacks, which has never been done before. Um, but nevertheless, in this particular incident, I think his response was absolutely um the best that, that any president could ever be expected to do. Um, and uh, shame on the Congresswomen. Shame on them uh, for making light of the murder of nearly 3,000 people of all races, creeds, colors, and everything else on 9-11.
2: Claire, I've got about two or three more quick questions for you, but I need to take a time out here. Can you do that with me?
3: Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: thank you. Claire Lopez joining us again. She is the Vice President of Research Analysis, Center for Security Policy, and she'll be right back with us as we continue live from Discount Drug Mart in the original Discount Drug Mart location, celebrating 50 years to the day, April 15, 1969, of the opening of this store on North Abbey Road in my hometown of Elyria, Ohio. And we're back right after this on AM 1420, the end. It is 924 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, live from a very special location today, live from the North Abbey Road location of Discount Drug Mart in my hometown of Elyria, and uh, celebrating 50 years of service to the community as uh, the community pharmacy and more. Literally 50 years ago today, this very store is opened. It is now ballooned to 74 different locations throughout Ohio. It is such a phenomenal place to be. I'll tell you more about that as we continue. But for now, I want to get back to our guest, Claire Lopez, joining us to start the show today. Claire from the Center for Security Policy and reacting to the ongoing controversy. Uh, and, Claire, this is the next question. Is, is the controversy about Representative Omar's remarks? She... And uh, her fellow Democrats uh, are essentially saying that if you criticize her, uh, for her remarks on 9/11 and her trivialization of the the death of 3,000 people, you are quote inciting violence end quote against her. She blames uh, those criticisms for a, a a huge spike in death threats that she is receiving. Nancy Pelosi is politicizing this and saying she has instructed Capitol Police to increase security around Representative Omar. Do you believe that? Do you believe there are, there is a um, a threat there and is criticism of her inc? inciting violence.
3: Nice try, uh, Ilhan Omar. We're not buying it. Um, Nobody wants uh, any harm to come to her or any member of her family. Uh, There is uh, no excuse for uh, threats of violence against her, threats of harm against her, and uh, we are all glad if the Capitol Police uh, are able to uh, protect her and them. Um, But uh, the bottom line is that her comments were absolutely hateful um, about 9-11, to dismiss and demean and diminish uh, the meaning of that day, what happened to the United States, what happened to almost 3,000 people, um, just absolutely uh, her comments were the hateful comment, comments. And uh, we all noticed that. We all took note of that. And thank goodness for an American patriot that we have as a president called her out on that Uh, we want her to stay safe but uh, the comments that she made are inexcusable and reprehensible
2: Um, Claire last thing about that Um, many have commented on how she got to Congress and there have been multiple uh, uh, federal agencies that have reported that her particular district in Minnesota Has been described as the ISIS recruitment capital, um, uh, or the extremist recruitment capital of the United States. Um, are, are we, are we, are we safe given the fact that we literally are electing people from districts that are so overpopulated, I shouldn't say overpopulated, so heavily populated, uh, with individuals who may not exactly have the United States Constitution in their best interests?
3: No, we're not safe at all, Um, and to the extent that we allow incipient no-go zones like that in downtown Minneapolis, there's a neighborhood there uh, that is often called Little Mogadishu. It is a a neighborhood populated by Somali immigrants. Um, Primarily, it is bounded by two streets, Cedar and Riverside. I have heard local law enforcement officials tell me that is a no-go zone, what they mean by that. Is that it has slipped from uh, the uh, law, the lawful um, uh, system of the either the municipality of of Minneapolis, the state of Minnesota, or U.S. constitutional law, and what they mean is that place and others like it, growing up in places like, for example, Dearborn, Michigan, uh, around the suburbs of Chicago, other places where Islamic law, Sharia. Uh, is now the law of that neighborhood. If we want to look at at, at what is, where this is going, take a look at Western Europe, take a look at the Molenbeek neighborhood of Brussels, take a look at London Towers, or Tower Hamlets, I mean, in mm-hmm. London, uh, in, in, in Britain. This is where this is going if our law enforcement does not get back control and enforce U.S. constitutional law in every part of the United States, um, that district um, of Little Mogadishu, it's the fifth district of uh, Minnesota, uh, which is represented now by Representative Ilhan Omar in, in, in Congress, um, is indeed a place where uh, it's not just the Islamic State, but even perhaps more so, Al-Shabaab, the Somali jihadist uh, terror organization, uh, has done a great deal of, of, of recruitment. And where is that recruitment done? It's done through the mosques and the Islamic centers. The FBI has investigated. This is their finding. Um, these people are being recruited, young men recruited out of uh, the mosques and Islamic centers uh, of, of places uh, in, in uh, what they call Little Mogadishu. Um, many of them have been stopped before going over, uh, intending to go over. Others have gone over. America. Think about this: America is now a source of suicide bombers in foreign battlefields
2: That is no? a staggering thing that is a staggering thing to think about exactly. claire i 'm just about out of time here, but I want to okay. ask you one last quick question. maybe sure. just give me thirty seconds on it. You brought up Iran before last week history was made. Uh, the United States for the first time declared the military of a foreign country as a foreign terrorist organization. Can you speak to the s- significance of that? Yes.
3: The, the Trump administration um, and uh, the Department of State, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, put the uh, Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps (IRGC). Uh, by the way, that includes its subordinate divisions, meaning Quds Force, commanded by Major General Qasem Soleimani, who has been wreaking such havoc in the Middle East. Uh, on the U.S. put that the IRGC on the on the U.S. foreign terrorist organizations list. It really is largely symbolic but it's hugely symbolic. Uh, yes, there are already sanctions against uh, Iran. Um, more sanctions now will go against the IRGC and its its top commanders. Um, important to note, the IRGC literally controls at least 30, I've heard as high as 60%, of the Iranian economy. Wow. This is the dominant organization um, within the, the the Iranian regime right now. It is dangerous it participated in the direction of the attacks on 9-11 it participated in sending explosive devices into iraq which killed and maimed thousands of americans and other coalition troops and iraqis well, too uh they need to be held to account
2: claire lopez i really appreciate your thoughts on this great uh, insight and analysis as always and i also appreciate you coming to bat and pinch hitting for us on short notice like that claire thank you so much for the information
3: Thank you for
2: having me. Thank you and have a blessed week. It is obviously a holy week and we, uh, are, we are privileged to be here today starting, uh, this week with A celebration. There's going to be so many great things happening here. Once again, as we come to you live from the original discount drug mart, the very first one ever opened, and it was opened exactly 50 years ago to this day, April 15, 1969. That's why we're broadcasting live from the Abbey Road Drug Mart in Elaria, and we're back right after this on AM 1420. The Onward, we roll this morning on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 938. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up in about... Ten minutes. We're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan uh, for his regular Monday visit. And my oh my, do we have a lot to talk to Congressman Jordan about today? The release potentially of uh, the uh, Mueller report. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr said it would come out in the middle of the month. He targeted April fifteenth. So here we are. It could be Mueller report day today. All kinds of reactions from both sides on Capitol Hill are expected. If it does come down to uh, today, we'll talk to Congressman Jordan about what he expects. Also today. It's tax day, April 15th. You have lower taxes to pay today, and you can uh, say thank you to the Republican Congress and President Trump for that. I know I got a much bigger refund than I expected because of the lower tax rate, so enjoy that. Uh, that is a positive sign, no question. And the other significance of the day today being uh, April 15th, as I said, I want to spend a little time here just saying thank you to the Bougie family, to the Discount Drug Mart family for having me out here, to what was my original go-to location uh, as far as when I was growing up uh, as a hometown pharmacy and a hometown convenience store uh, discount drug Mart here on North Abbey Road in Elyria was where my family came now I live literally right around the corner from a different discount drug Mart location now and that's easy to do because it has blown up from this original store 50 years ago today Um, literally April 15 1969 to 74 stores uh, around Ohio and it is uh, it is so convenient 75 locations rather uh, throughout Ohio and I live closer to a different one now but uh, we wanted to celebrate today by being here at the very first location started uh, by uh, Parvis Bouget back in 1969 uh, on April 15th. It's a wonderful thing so happy to be a part of the Discount Drug Mart uh, family now. We're going to have a great partnership with them as well. They're going to be uh, sponsoring our program Uh, uh, over the course of the next several months, and I'm just so happy to be here today. Now, I want you to come out here, too. As I noted, they're going to be giving away all kinds of stuff. There's going to be free food. Hot dogs are going to be served up outside starting at 11 o'clock when we go off the air. That kind of works out nicely for me. Uh, (laughs) And also, if you can stop in during the show today, we're giving away books. Uh, Michael Medved's latest book is here. Uh, we're giving those away. Uh, they're just come on over to the to the um, cosmetics counter where we're broadcasting from and pick up Michael Medved's book. Also, register to win. We have a register to win. We have a box. You just put your name and number on it, and you could win one of two other books. Uh, Sebastian Gorka's Why We Fight. And uh, Sean Spicer's former uh, press secretary, his book is called The Briefing. We are going to raffle those off uh, by way of the Register to Win box. So please come on up here and introduce yourself to me if you are in the area. We are on North Abbey Road, f- uh, 500, I think, right? 500 North Abbey, I think is the actual address. 500 North Abbey Road, and if you need to GPS it in Illyria and I would love to see you out here. So uh, coming up as I said Congressman Jordan is going to be joining us at uh, 948 who happens to be the congressional representative of this city and thus this uh, as a part of his district and we are going to be talking to him about some very interesting um, uh, developments especially as it pertains to illegal immigration and the ongoing problem uh, at our southern border. You know it's kind of interesting I could, uh, I could talk about Immigration, and I do almost on a daily basis, and I could talk about it for hours, the difference between illegal immigration and legal immigration. I just find it kind of symbiotic in nature here, the relationship between where I am and that story of the day. Because um, this story, the story of Drug Mart, is a story of the celebration of legal immigrants coming to this country and taking advantage of the wonderful opportunities uh, given to everyone here in the United States of America. Uh this is this is you know the 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 Bouge Mr. Bouget emigrated to the United States in 1949 and settled in Cleveland and as I said 20 years later opened the very first discount drug mart right here legal immigration is celebrated here legal immigration is what we are all about we're a nation of legal immigrants and yet the modifier illegal seems to be left out all the time Uh, it is left out of the discussion uh, of the problem whenever we talk about needing to get immigration under control. Uh, We certainly welcome legal immigrants in this country, but illegal immigration is a massive problem. Now, one of the major problems that we have discussed on a regular basis, and so have so many on Capitol Hill, is whether or not we can and whether or not we should be allowing people who come to the United States illegally, to stay in this country as long as they are not committing any secondary crimes beyond the original crime of illegal immigration. Uh, and sanctuary cities have popped up all over this country. There are many here in the state of Ohio. Sanctuary city status, of course, means local law enforcement is not cooperating with federal law enforcement. And if somebody breaks a law and is found to be uh, illegally in the United States, either because of a visa overstay or uh, coming across the border, being smuggled, whatever the case might be, instead of contacting Federal authorities, these sanctuary cities, have decided to um, uh, let them go. And uh, sadly and unfortunately, we have seen time and time again crimes that have victimized a number of other people that did not have to if there wasn't for sanctuary city status. Fast forward to this past weekend. The president of the United States said, well... Since you continue to tell us that sanctuary cities are good, mayors of sanctuary cities, governors of sanctuary states, since you are so pro-sanctuary city and pro-illegal immigrant, here's what we'll do. We'll take busloads of the illegal immigrants coming over across the the border by the thousands in this country, the tens of thousands. We're going to bust them to your cities, and we're going to drop them off in your sanctuary cities. You have welcomed them with open arms. You seem to think there's no problem here. And since we have countless numbers of people coming here illegally, either by simply jumping the border or, B, making fraudulent asylum claims for political or religious asylum, then uh, you should have no problem taking them. And suddenly it's it's like the proverbial cartoon light bulb going off over the heads of the sanctuary city crowd particularly people like, well, Hollywood celebrities and Hollywood stars, such as, I don't know, let's just pick one out, Cher, who has defended the, the sanctuary city status of uh, illegal aliens, who has criticized and condemned the President of the United States for wanting to crack down on illegal immigration, suddenly recognizing, hey, you can't bring all of the illegal immigrants in this country to Los Angeles. We don't have any room. We can't take care of them. I want you to listen. This is what Cher tweeted over the weekend yesterday. I understand helping struggling immigrants, but my city, Los Angeles, isn't taking care of its own. What about the 50,000-plus U.S. Citizens, citizens who live on the streets, people who live below, below the poverty line, and are hungry? If my state can't, can't take care of its own, many are vets. How can it take care of more? Ding, 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 ding. This is precisely. Suddenly, Cher has become a conservative. Because it is what we have been saying for years. We are not anti-other people, but let's take care of the people who are here already before we do anything else. All right, it is uh, 9.46. We'll take a quick time out now because Congressman Jim Jordan should be on the air in about two minutes as we continue live from Discount Drug Mart on North Abbey Road in Elyria on AM 1420, The Answer. Wild dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless
4: for some solitary calm
2: 950, now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer from the 4th Congressional District in the state of Ohio, by the way. That is where the Discount Drug Mart on North Abbey Road is located. It's my hometown. My congressman is Congressman Jim Jordan. Discount Drug Mart's congressman, thus, is Congressman Jim Jordan, who joins us now on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning, sir. How are you?
4: I'm fine, Bob. Good morning to you. Hey, I forgot to bring up last week. Where were you at the Lincoln Day dinner? They had some no good speaker there that night. And I thought you were going to be there.
2: <laughs> yeah, they did have some no good speaker there. Now I really wish I could have been there for that one, but I actually had a different function uh, on the same night. They made me speak another no good speaker at a different place. No, so, oh, uh, I'm,
3: sure
4: yeah. I'm sure you did a great job.
2: <laughs> no, no, but uh, but, I, but I but I I am told you rocked the house uh, about 300 strong for the Lorraine County uh, Republican Party Lincoln Day dinner. So that's that's terrific. It was, a, you know?
4: it was a, I don't know if the speaker, but it was a great event. And uh, <laughs> we uh, I think uh, we had a good time there with uh, with some folks. At Lorraine County at, the, at their Lincoln Day dinner. So, wish, you, but it would have been better if you could have been there, brother.
2: Well, I appreciate that, and uh, uh, Congressman, let's talk. Uh, let's let's get down to business here. It's the fifteenth of April. Uh, it's Tax Day, among other things, but it's also supposed to be Mueller Day. Uh, Bill Barr, the Attorney General, said he plans to release the full Mueller report. Well, not full, but the redacted version of the public version yeah. of the Mueller report by mid-month. He said he targeted April fifteenth. Um, yep. Whether it comes out today or tomorrow or Wednesday is anybody's guess. But what do you expect this to to, to be, and what do you expect the Democrats to do with it, Congressman?
4: Well, the Democrats are, I assume, they're going to find a sentence here, a statement there. I mean, who knows? We don't know until we get a chance to read the document, but we do know its conclusions. And we've talked about this now for a couple of weeks. Uh, no new indictments, no sealed indictments, no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion in spite of the fact that there were multiple opportunities for folks associated with the Trump campaign to collude with the Russians and they didn't take them up on the offer. Um, you know, I thought I thought Bill Barr's letter was as strong and as straightforward as it could be, and I actually think that um, the attorney general has conducted himself in, in in such a professional way. I've been very impressed with uh, with the attorney general and the way he's handled uh, his duties as the attorney general of the United States.
2: Um, let me ask you about the. Pencil Act, if I may, <laughs> one of your uh, one of your conservative colleagues in the Congress, Representative Gates, has um, is rolling out the Pencil Act, which is essentially uh, to remove the gentleman that uh, President Trump has dubbed pencil neck, Adam Schiff, uh, from his uh, committee uh, uh, committee uh, uh, chairmanship. Um, do you think that Adam Schiff is operating with the best interest of the American people and heart when he continues to say things well, that he absolutely has no proof of when he says there is plain evidence of collusion?
4: Yeah, I mean, look, if if Chairman Schiff doesn't step aside from investigations from investigation dealing with this subject matter, it sure looks hypocritical. I mean, I'll leave it up to him and the Speaker of the House, but it sure looks hypocritical because he was the primary guy calling for Devin Nunes to step aside. Yeah. Just a little over two years ago. And, and now, uh, I mean, Adam Schiff was palling around with Glenn Simpson this summer. Adam Schiff is the guy who tried to prevent us and, and the Congress and the American people from learning who paid for the dossier. He tried to block that information. And, and Adam, Adam Schiff is the guy who, who said in his memo that, oh, Republicans misrepresented things in their memo. When it turned out to be just the opposite, we did not misrepresent, Devin Nunes did not misrepresent anything in his memo. So we've, three different times, he's made those kind of statements, not to mention this idea that he keeps, uh, he continues to to assert that there was collusion. When the letter about Mueller's report from the Attorney General said, unequivocally, that there were multiple times that they dangled the forbidden fruit in front of the Trump campaign uh, people, and they never bit on any type of collusion whatsoever.
2: Uh, Congressman, he's still there, sir? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Your phone cut out for just a second there. I wasn't oh, sure sorry. if you finished speaking. That's okay. Yeah, it's, we're uh, out in the
4: district today. I apologize. I-
2: I understand. I understand. Uh, let me, let me move to another element of this before I get to the, uh, um, sanctuary city story, uh, of the weekend. Uh, in around what, six to eight weeks or so, uh, we're, we're also supp- supposed to get another report. This one might be just as yeah. important as the Mueller report, and that is the, uh, the inspector general's report on FISA abuse. This is something yeah. that, uh, also, uh, Representative Barr has talked about. He wants to start investigating the investigators as far as how the Trump campaign ended up being spied upon. Uh, and of course, we know that the uh, a court was used and abused, I think, by way of that phony dossier.
4: Yeah, well, look, look Michael Horowitz has done outstanding work. I think uh, we're going to get his report, as the Attorney General indicated, in a matter of weeks, uh, sometime late May, early early June. Uh, we look forward to that. Remember his report a year ago. He's the one who said Andy McCabe lied three times. And I think it was his report that largely led to um, McCabe being investigated and McCabe happened to, uh, you know, was ultimately fired as, as, uh, uh, as, as Deputy Director of the FBI. So uh, we're looking forward to that report. We'll see what it says. The other key takeaway, though, last week was when Bill Barr said he believes spying took place. And, of course, the left went crazy. But we know spying took place. They got a warrant to spy on Carter Page. So, I mean, that is just a fact. The other thing Bill Barr said, though, uh, Bob, is that the, he, he said, was there a proper predicate? And so he's going to explore that. I tend to think the evidence shows there wasn't because, I mean, you, you look at the simple fact. Was Carter Page ever charged with the crime? No. Was a collusion ever found? No. Did they tell the court the truth about the dossier when they took it to the court to get the warrant in the first place? No. So those three key key three uh, uh, facts seem to underscore that there probably wasn't the proper predicate in place, but he's going to find that out, even though the left went all crazy about it. It's an accurate statement, and he said he's going to investigate to see if there was a justification for why they did what they did.
2: They want us to believe somehow that there's a difference between surveillance and spying. Uh, they're they're the just, exact same thing. And that's, you know, it, 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 court-ordered this, that, surveillance is court-ordered surveillance. Place, that's fine.
4: Yes. They spied on Carter Page, and oh, by the way, they found no collusion, and they never indicted Carter, uh, uh, Carter Page with any crime. Those two facts seem, seem to point to maybe they shouldn't have done it in the first place, Maybe there wasn't the proper predicate there, the proper justification, but Bill Barr said, as, as we would want any attorney general to do, he said, I'm going to look into it, I'm going to find out. And you add the third fact to that, that, that scenario, which is they took the dossier to the court and didn't tell the court the important facts about the dossier. All that seems to point to the fact that there wasn't the proper predicate, but still, the attorney general said, I'll, I'll, I'll withhold judgment, we're going to do an investigation and find out.
2: Congressman Jim Jordan joining us on AM 1420, the answer. Okay. Congressman, the mayors, city councils, and governors of sanctuary cities and states all across this country have said, we welcome illegal immigrants with open arms here. We're not going to cooperate with ICE or anybody else to try to, to try to get them out. We love it. So the president said, deal. We're going to bust them all to your cities, and you've got them. Take good care of them. And suddenly, they're they're saying, no, we can't do that. What are you doing? This is asinine, they've called it, for crying out loud. I don't understand what their problem is, Congressman.
4: I'm with you, and I think the American people, Commons Americans who listen to you, Commons Americans across this country, this is why they like the president, because he's calling out the left that, okay, okay, you want to do that? You want to thumb your nose at the wall? Here you go. And I think most Americans appreciate the president because of, of, of his willingness to call out the left and and point out the facts and point out who they really are. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they're going to continue to go crazy. But, you know, what do you expect as the left?
2: The only thing I feel, you know, people I feel bad for are the police departments in those various cities who are going to be overrun yeah. now with problems. But, uh, but you know what? They have to learn a lesson. The leadership of those cities do. And this is a great way to do it. I mean, after all, we do have to find a place for them to, until, again, I like to, you know, I don't like to call you out personally, but you and your body, the legislature, has to, yeah. has to change the laws to, to stop this from, you know, stop this massive migration from coming. Uh, and until they do, then we're going to have to find you know, a place to put these people.
4: Remember, there was a bill, my good friend Mark. Meadows had a bill last Congress where he said, put more – we'll we'll appropriate the dollars for more judges on the border so we don't have to do this crazy catch-and-release scheme. We're going to keep families together. We're going to put more judges. We're going to do the adjudication right there. You have the due process right there on the border, and we're going to find out who's a legitimate asylum seeker. Okay, come on into the greatest country in the world, and who's not. Sorry, we're going to keep you together, but we're going to have to, we're going to, have to return you to your native country. The, but the left, no, they didn't want to do that because that would actually solve a problem. That would actually address the, 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 the crisis on the border. The left doesn't want to do it.
2: Last thing before you go, Congressman, one of your uh, new colleagues, a freshman representative, um, described in some pretty cavalier terms last month uh, what happened on 9-11-2001 as some people yeah. did some things. Um, she has been criticized roundly for those comments, and uh, we have been told that you can't criticize her for that. Otherwise, you are inciting people to violence against her. In fact, she has accused the president of inciting violence for posting a video on Twitter of uh, you know what happened on 9-11 interspersed with her comments. What's your reaction?
4: No, this is, again, this it's sad. This is the left. Uh, the left says something that, that is wrong, and, and you pointed out, then suddenly you're wrong for pointing it out. And uh, this is how they operate. It's unfortunate. It's not what uh, should be uh, how our public debate and our politics should work in this great country, but that's how the left wants to do it. And it's, it's all an attempt to silence people who come from a conservative perspective. And it's, and it's wrong. It's sad. But our job is to continue to point out the facts, point out the truth. And I think the American people can see through this. So uh, typical. But, again, today's left. They've taken the most radical positions in history. Bob, a few weeks ago, 136 Democrats voted to allow 16-year-olds to vote. I mean, it's unbelievable. They want public financing a campaign. They don't want to ask if you're a. They don't want to ask if you're a citizen on the census questionnaire that goes out every 10 years. Think about this. this is when you go radical. I mean, they they went radical. Um, so I guess it's just surprises. It's a race
2: like this as well. Yeah, it's a race to yeah. to fall off the edge of the uh, on the left side of the ideological scale. No question about it. Congressman Jordan, I know you're busy in the district. Please uh, go go meet with your folks and uh, your constituents. And thank you so much for coming on today. You guys, I'll take care, buddy. You got it. Thank you so much. Uh, it is 10 o'clock. The Bob France Authority continues right after this, live from Discount Drug Mart on North Abbey Road in Illyria, the OG, the original Discount Drug Mart. Fifty years ago today, April 15, 1969, this store opened. Now 75 stores strong, and we're celebrating. Come and join us. Come and join us. Come to Illyria, North Abbey Road, right here on AM 1420, the end